Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, are your friends helping or hurting you? Let's find out. Did you know that Kinda Dating now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. We love our squad and need them to vent our dating woes to. But is it always helpful to do that? A lot of times, our friends project their own experiences to us. But sometimes, they also call us out on our BS and help us see things we couldn't ourselves. Like that time, I was confused about how I felt about a dude, and my BFF asked me if I felt loosey-goosey down there. It was honestly a disgusting descriptor, but it made me realize, yes, yes, I did. And then I got some really good ass. So our friends play a big part in our relationships, but like everything in our life, maybe there's a fine line? I don't know. We're going to figure it out today. Uh, But before we get into that, Aisha's in the house. Hey. I don't know why I always introduce you with the song. It's like, I love it. Very musical, so it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You sing really well and nobody knows it. Thank you. Uh, I saw your TikTok video. Why do you not do more singing videos? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm oh. telling you, do it. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Just because of that. Yes. <laughs> um, also, friends, please uh, tell your friends about the podcast mm-hmm. and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Also, leave us a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Ideally, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but you know what? We'll take wherever. Um, we're also on social media, so follow us there. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel <laughs> on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. And for the last combination, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Uh, we also have merch available. So get yourself a Kind of Dating t shirt or mug or iPhone case from tpublic.com. Just check out our store there. All right, guys. We have some great friends with us today. We have actor, producer, Balavi Sastri, and actor, activist, producer, and new mom. You might hear her little baby cuckooing in the back. We have Gabrielle Ruiz of the What Are Friends For podcast. Hey, hey. Welcome, friends. Hey, new friends. (laughs) Hello. And this is on best National Best Friends Day. Yeah, it's a big day for us over here at What Are Friends For podcast. Yeah, you guys are releasing a new shirt, right? Yes, we are. I think, well, it's coming out, this is coming out this day, right? So, um, yeah, if you look on our Instagram, we're at WAF podcast everywhere. Thankfully, we claimed it before anybody else did. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this new shirt is <laughs> something that was introduced to us. Uh, which is a, a best friend hoe. And if you identify as a best friend hoe, that means you have multiple best friends or like you call everybody your best friend and we love you for it. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> totally that person. <laughs> but it's because like I've lived in different parts of the world. So like I have my best friends from Canada 
that I grew up with. Then I have my, I used to live in New York, so I have like my two best friends there. And then I have LA and then I have my best friends here. So it's like hard. I'm like, what do I say? You all <laughs> literally hold a different place in my heart. Ain't nothing wrong with it, girl. You just get around. It's good. I know. I know. I do. In many ways. But yes, also as a friend. (laughs) I have a feeling we're going to talk about that. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, You know, Aisha is going to ask you the question we ask every guest. (laughs) Ladies, Mm. are you single or in a relationship? (laughs) We're both so hit. Define relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? <laughs> uh well we're I'm ba- I'm married. Uh going on going on 12 years this year. Wow. Damn. I will be married for 5 in August. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Aisha cool. and I are like mine. We're like, <laughs> we're like yeah. What's And we've been friends since 2007. Oh wow. Oh wow. How did you guys meet? You give the short version, Paula. Mine's way too long. <laughs> So we're both, we both started in musical theater. So we moved to New York to like be on Broadway and whatnot. But uh, we met during um, summer stock, which, um, you know, a lot of theaters will hire college kids. So we met playing best friends on stage in the stage version of Disney's high school musical, the musical. (laughs) Oh, fun. We were the stars of the show. Yes. (laughs) Which characters? So Gabriella and Taylor, the two, the two female leads. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. And so then you guys have just stayed friends since then. Well, that's, I, I we always start with that story only because we were really m- more like colleagues for a really long time. Like both of us in our twenties actually weren't very good friends um, yeah. to each other or to other people. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And why is that? Um, or have you well, ever thought of why that was? I mean, I, we, we at this point, we've explored it in a lot of different ways on our show and, and through our own conversations. But I would say, like, I I got married at 23, by the way. I got married very wow. young. Yeah. And that's, for me, I started not getting invited to places. I started not, you know what I mean? And also, like, I had just, like, grown up in Texas and went to school in Oklahoma. So, like, I just didn't know how brown I wanted to be. And so I didn't have any brown friends. And, like, you know, there's a lot of different factors as to why I was very closed off during my 20s. So that's essentially why I think I wasn't a very good friend to other people because they were like, we don't know what it is about her. She just, like, kind of just is a workaholic and she's really good at life. So she must not have very many feelings. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the guy the guy I was dating was usually, like, my only friend. Mm. Hmm. I would say that for sure. I was a serial, I was a serial monogamist. I dated long time and then like, like a long time. And then when I would break up with a guy, I would go like on a marathon, mm-hmm. go on a marathon, like party it up. And then maybe one of them won the race. And then mm-hmm. I would date them for a long time. Uh, and just kind of closed off of like other pop, like friendship opportunities for sure. Cause I was, I kept myself busy with work and dating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean it. It happens, Aisha. Do you do you have you had sort of long friendships, or or do you identify sort of as also somebody who struggled earlier? I mean, I definitely um, have long. For most of my friendships were from work, so I totally get you know where that um, dynamic comes from. So I have like my friends from work, and that's been a long time. And then I have my friends from high school and middle school, which has been a long time. So I'd say that it's been a lot of. Um, serial friendships, long-term friendships, which has been really cool throughout different phases of my life. Yeah. Yeah, Aisha and I met at work. 
Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like obviously there's, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to meet people is, you know, doing the thing you hopefully love doing <laughs> is at work. Um, but I think also the other thing that we've unpacked a lot is that we didn't know what else to talk about, but work with those work uh, friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it didn't become deep afterwards. And, you know, in theater, it's all transient. So you end a show nice. and you think, oh, I guess I wasn't as close to them as I thought. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And did you guys um, ever have the feeling, you know, especially as women, um, I've heard this a lot of like women had a hard time being friends with other women. Um, just sometimes like there was this underlying kind of, I don't know, I don't trust you or I grew girls up don't right. like me. That's a, that's a big one that I used to hear a lot. Like Girls would be like, oh, girls don't like me. And that's why I'm not friends with other girls. Yeah, I grew up in South Texas with a very heavy populated Mexican community culture, but Tex Mexican, not necessarily mm. like deep Mexico or anything, but um I say that with like because of culture, you know, I say that for a cultural um specificity. Dis- yeah, description. Um and w- I grew up in an environment where women were not friends because there was just one woman available at each table, even mm. like from a like domestic standpoint. And it was pulling each other down. It, I never understood oh, wow. it. It was so difficult and so competitive. Um So I think when I left South Texas and went to a dance school where people were like doing the same thing and everyone was good at the same thing and everyone wanted to achieve the same thing, but like there was room for everybody. I just protected myself and just kept, I was so work centric and just Mm. kept it about work for sure. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I brought that through all of my twenties when I always, this is my joke where nobody invited me to their wedding. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, I was like, oh, I thought we were friends. Oh, but we're distant friends. So I didn't make the cut, which is right. fine because I only had 30 people at my wedding. But, like, I was like, oh, okay. They didn't invite me to their birthday party or they didn't think of me yeah. for this one thing. And I would love to be there for him, but I just – I never proved that I was for, there for them. Mm. Yeah. Kept them at I- it's interesting what you guys said about like the work stuff because like I have been very lucky in my life. I, I've said that there are lots of areas I've struggled in, but I would say my friends um, are probably the one area that I've been very blessed. Like my best friend, I've had her since I was seven. Um, my other since I was 16. Wow. Um, I've moved away. I, they're all back in Canada. I still talk to them almost every day. Um, and then when I say that, it's not like talking a long time. I just, we text each other and we're like, hey, how's your day? How's it going? You know, or at least like, and then wow. even in New York, I've been away from New York for so many years. And my best friend there, um, I have two, one's a guy, and, like, we have a phone call at least once a week, and we just, like, catch up, and it's just usually on, like, a car ride. That's, like, my thing. I use a car ride as where I catch up with everybody from around the world for me, because I've lived in so many places, Um, but... It's, it's, I think the benefit was none of my friends are in the business. Mm. And so I don't have, at least my best friends, I don't have to talk to them about work. They don't even get it. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm writing this pilot. And they're like, okay, whatever. Like, they don't care that I do anything that I do. They're just like, how's life? What's going on? Like, we, you know, talk about real shit. So that part has been, um, good, uh, but getting into the idea of like the dating part, mm-hmm. 
I was their friend that didn't have their shit together. So I, I feel like I was their drama friend, you know, like the one that my best friend has lived, you know, the one since I was six, she has lived in the, our same city since she was, she was born there. She's lived in that same house her whole life. Then when she got married, she moved like 10 minutes from the house. And so she's, that's her world. And then there's me who was from all over. And so, and I was notorious for like dating people from all over the world. And like, she's had like three boyfriends ever. I'm like, I stopped counting. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing this. (laughs) But like, I was their person that would always have a story to tell. Like, did you guys ever, were you ever those people to others? Or did you ever have those people that you knew they were going to tell you some crazy ass dating story? Well, I think she and I are sort of each other's confidant in like, uh, in being um, the place where those friends will come to one of us. And then Mm -hmm. we're like, did so-and-so talk to you about this again? (laughs) And is it because you're married and people are just like, give us the opinion because you actually are successful at this? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I think I always say that success is so relative. It's so relative. Mm -hmm. Like, I think what I say all the time is like, you know, people ask me, how did you know that he was the one at 23? And I say, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't know. It's just that he treated me really well. We talked about stuff that didn't make me feel judged. And that was a new experience for me. It's like, it's, it's hilarious to me that like we make it more complicated than a mutual respect and Mm -hmm. love. And there's attraction there. Oh, isn't that what it's supposed to feel like? I don't know. I, I tend to oversimplify these things though. So I try to tell people, it's like, I don't know that I have advice for you. I don't know that I have it. I just know what I've been able to do in my certain situation But based on that, if you don't feel like you can talk to your partner about something, then that's already a red flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Yeah. Have you guys, uh, I mean, Aisha, are you ever the, I feel like I'm your drama friend. She's (laughs) laughing because I've, I used to come to, we, we met at Maker Studios Disney and I always came with like, guess what happened this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am definitely the receiver of drama. Um, you don't tell people anything. <laughs> well, I don't have that much drama. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Even I, when you have, you don't tell people anything. Or, <laughs> or is it, or is it that everybody has drama? It's just yeah. how they handle it, right? True. Yeah, right. And, and we've also like you know we've we've experienced like um, friends talking about their spouses and like kind of throwing their spouses under the bus. So then we mm-hmm. start to like think that there's something like, you know, right. you know what I mean? We're like, oh, do they, are they not getting along? Like all we hear is like this person complaining about this person. So you only know what you know, right? right? Yes. Like, or what you've been told. And so I actually really try to like refrain from giving advice because that also got me in trouble, which also fed into the, in my twenties of like being the person who was good at life. So I must not actually know what it's like to struggle sort of thing. And yeah. so like, I try not to give advice now because I don't want people to think that I'm not experiencing like that I don't have empathy for your situation. Um, you that's, also do, that's, it's a, it was a very hard lesson to learn though. Do you guys also sort of um, field what advice to give based on what level of relationship it is? Like when, if somebody's, no. 
married, would you give them different advice than if somebody were dating? No. Uh, I just either give it or I don't. Right. Interesting. I give it or I don't. And there's there's a certain amount of, I mean, I was also dating too with my own drama. But like when I went, when I was in a relationship, non-relationship or married, for me, it's all the same because it's mm-hmm. like, I have to be able to provide listening to my friend or giving advice that they're going to take. Mm-hmm. I get really frustrated when that friend who's going through a dating like a uh, rabbit hole, if they're going through a drama moment or if they're not, if they have, if they've lost themselves, you know what I mean? Like, how do you tell a friend that like you, yeah. you know, get it together girl, or you know what? They want to be in that rabbit hole for a while. Let them be, if they want to be there, be there. If they're happy to be there. Cause like I did my own marathon thing in between my serial monogamy, you know? And um, so I usually preface with, do you want my advice or do you want me to listen? Cause I can do both. I can love you on both and you need both or you need one or the other. You let me know what you want instead of me putting my opinion or my advice or what I think you should do. So then you think I'm, you know, I've got it all together, which is so not true, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. You, and then, so I've, I've given friends that option and they take us, they take a beat and they're like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. And I'll Mm -hmm. hear them like be silent and think about it. And then it's, you know, the ball's in their court and they get to control what I say. So at least they move forward, whether I just want to have a glass of wine and bitch about this. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Cause I've had friends that come on me like I am on my sixth date, blah, blah, blah. This is BS, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yeah, that's bullshit too. I get it. <laughs> Versus like, well, maybe you should have done that. I mean, yeah. no, like that's just like, that. I don't think that's helpful. Totally. I mean, I like I'm asking because like I have a, a, you know, a couple married friends and if they come to me with any kind of red flag behavior, I don't totally say it's like, hey, that's a massive red flag. Maybe you should Mm because, you know, they're married now. What is the point of? Yeah, I mean, unless somebody is giving me straight up like they're cheating on you, I would say it. But if somebody's like, that's kind of shady behavior, I try to be a little bit more like I'll, I'll, I'll give the, the advice as sort of a more, um, positive solution oriented kind of thing. Well, like maybe you guys should try this thing or has this ever worked like, instead of going Mm like, Oh, you know, if it was my girlfriend, like if Aisha came to me and said like, some person is acting mad shady, I'd be like, uh, get the fuck out. Like, that's, like, no go. Um, I can't completely say that. Is that, I don't know, is that wrong, though? Like, you guys, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, what you kind of go with um, what I try to default to, which is asking questions, Mm. right? Because then they have to think about it and see if they're actually okay with it. I just Mm. ask questions. I was like, okay, well, when he said that thing what did you think? Like, how did, how did that make you feel? You know, like, or, um, has this happened before or have you tried, you know what I mean? Like I, I just ask questions without trying to like suggest something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, it's tricky, man. I mean, I, I think that's the other thing. Like we talk a lot about on our show of how, um, friendship and romantic, like platonic and romantic love actually takes the same skills, Yeah, but we don't, mm-hmm. we glorify romantic love so much so that much. we think that okay. there's not the same level of communication needed in your friendships. And also that you shouldn't 
that your romantic love is separate from what, how you treat your platonic love, right? Like, you know, if you want to, if you want to bitch about your romantic uh, relationship in some way to your, to your girlfriends, you should also be able to have that sort of back and forth with your, with your partner. At least that's how we feel, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, Hey, this, you know, this girlfriend of mine is like doing this, this, and this. And you might actually be like, if you're actually having open communication with your partner, your romantic partner, you might be enlightened by what they have to say. Right. Um, I just feel like the skills or we feel like the skills are really interchangeable and at least they should be. Yeah. Right. It should should be discussed more often because to make an effort like what, you know, like what you do, Natasha, about, you know, calling your friends and you say, I have, you know, solid relationships. I mean, my, my mouth was dropped just as low Literally. as yours were that <laughs> both of us were married. Check. Like yeah. I was just as impressed. I was like, really? You yeah. do that? Wow. And then you're just like, you're married. Wow. Like it's the same, <laughs> yeah. it's the same like impressive, yeah. uh, like title that you have, like you're a very good friend. And it took me a lot of work to be a, an actually decent friend. <laughs> I'll, and I think it I'll, works with dating too. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Like uh, things obviously always evolve as you get older. Yeah. And I used to very admittedly be the drama friend. I was the person who always had a crazy story to tell. And and that sort of became my identity. And when I finally shifted into I want more, um, like I want healthier relationships. I don't I don't want to be the drama person anymore. Um I noticed that there was, in a sense, less to talk about with some people mm-hmm. because I became their fuel for like right. just that. And when I started noticing that, I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to be that." And I have noticed that. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think about that reciprocal part of a relationship. I'm a very open person. I do this podcast. I talk about how many times I've had sex with somebody. And I don't care, you know. Like I'm, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know other people do. Mm-hmm. And so I've struggled with, and I think that there are some people out there listening who must feel the same way, where you feel like you're always being open with friends mm-hmm. and they're not being open with you. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, now as I've grown, grown older, I've been like, I, I'm good. Like, I don't, I'd rather not have anything to talk about than me come up with a story for you and be the storyteller all the time. Because um, I do feel like, it is a reciprocal thing. Like yeah. friendship only works the same way in a relationship. It's a give and take. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's difficult to gauge how, how um, somebody wants to, um, let me reword that. It's, we're talking about how um, the communication skills in a romantic partnership should be comparable to how you handle your friendships, right? Um, but also at the same time, it is really hard to like tell your friend, hey, that I'm not really feeling this connection with you because every time I bring such and such up, I feel like you're judging me or I feel like this and I feel like that because you don't want to hurt somebody's mm-hmm. feelings. Like that, that's, I think that's it's just as hard in either situation. Um, yeah. But I think there's also a time to be okay with like putting a certain friend in a what we call the tear cake, the friendship tear mm, cake. This is bro. What is that? This is bro. Harvey yeah. Ian came on our show and talked about this, and we we're like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, basically, it's, if you think of your friendships as like a, a wedding cake with tiers, right? It's like the top tier is the smallest and you only have a certain amount of bandwidth for the, the people that fit on that top tier. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is okay. It's like the your, next, inner, your people, your yeah, people. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and those, it's like those people, Natasha, that you call on a weekly basis or you text mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And then the middle tier is a little bit bigger and then you can like make time for them when you can, but then if you can't, they're okay with it. They, they still know that you have a mutual respect and whatnot. And then the bottom tier is where everybody else lives. There's a little piece of you whenever it's available. Yeah. And I think we have to know when it's time to like put a certain friendship in what tier, like they belong Mm -hmm. in because we can't, we can't actually provide maybe what that person needs. And like, we have to know that about ourselves. Do you guys feel that there are, Aisha, I'm also curious what you think. Do you guys feel that there are different, there are two types of friends and maybe there are more, but like there are yes friends and then there are (laughs) real friends. (laughs) I like those are the two options. There wasn't a no in there. It was just like. Real. Oh man. Yeah. So yes means bad. Is is that what's happening? No. Yes. You know when like yes friends are to me the friends that no matter what you do, even if you're fucking up, will be like, yeah, girl, he's a fucking loser. It's not you. It's him. And it's like, and yeah. it's never you. You're never. There's never any accountability. Like they always got your back. But like sometimes it's like, should you? And then there there are the real friends who will go. Aisha will sometimes be like, she doesn't have to say anything bad to me. She'll just go like, really? Yeah, and then enough. I'm like, that's okay, enough. yeah. All right. Or, you know, my other, like my, my best friends who, who will call me out. They'll straight up call me out on anything. It's not just relationships, life. Like mm-hmm. they, they say like, well, actually, I think you mm. fucked up in that situation. Mm. But let me ask you this. Was there ever a time in your life in this vast number of years that you've had these friendships, which is amazing, but was there a time in your life where you could have been like, mm, I don't agree with you or you push back on them when they do all that? All the time. Right? But then but then we all, but let, that's the thing, right? That's the lesson, I feel like. that The yeah. lesson is that we all have to be okay with like butting heads. And so for some right. reason, we think that we got to like cut someone off because they don't understand a boundary of ours or they don't understand like, um, oh, we got into an argument. This must mean it's over. You know, like how many times do we give a boyfriend or a significant other like a Mm -hmm. million fucking chances Uh and then we give our our friends like one shot. One. One one chance. That's so true. (laughs) True. Snapping fingers. Damn. (laughs) Such a good point. No, it's true. I mean, um, I've had massive fights with, with some of my best friends. I mean- especially in, in relationships, um, one, you know, my, I would say that there are two that are like my, my ride or dies one since I was seven, one since I was 16, the 16 year old one, she and I were very different in our dating life. I was wild and free and she didn't date anybody. And there was a point that she was like, literally called me a slut once. Mm. And I walked out of her car and I was like, okay, cool. See you later. And like, we didn't talk for three weeks. She apologized. She was like, holy shit. And now it's, I mean, I knew I was just like, okay, she was somebody who didn't have 
experience at the time and so she was judging me and now we're like flipped to where I'm in like a serious relationship and she's like I just want to fuck everybody and I'm like <laughs> it's fine do you like go live your life like I get it it's just we were in different places at that time but like yeah she said something really hurtful to me mm-hmm. now I can joke about it but right. I'm also like I put it in context of knowing this whole person and going okay I know where I think it's coming from and it's a one-off. It's not like she does it every week or, yeah. you know, all the time. Of course, or, yeah. And so, like, the same thing where sometimes you're in a relationship and you say something really fucked up to your partner, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to sometimes forgive and forget unless you have a podcast then you bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yeah. for a story purpose I'm doing it. Right. I mean, it's, it's so um, easy to just – because, again, like – there's so much more pressure we put onto our um, romantic relationships, right? Like, it's like, if this is, if this ends, then I have to get back out there. And then I have Mm. to like do this thing. I have to build trust again with another person. And so I think because of that, we tend to like actually hold back a little more than what we feel like we should, you know, like what, what our instincts are telling us. But I, I, I think that that's the lovely lesson of friendships because like, if we can, learn. Um, and that's why we say like, you know, friendship is a mirror for everything we're supposed to be doing in our other relationships, work wise, mm-hmm. you know, love, what you know, whatever it is. It's like, you know, this is our training ground for communication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Aisha, what do you think about like sort of that idea of like the yes, the yes friends and the, the <laughs> I mean, you have those like, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a time and place for them. I think you go yeah. to them for <laughs> for the confidence boost and then you go for the other ones, go to the other ones for the, you know, the real, real. But it, it, it's like, you guys, it's, it is hard because you don't, you don't want to like hurt somebody's feelings. So I always try to, I definitely will give you real, but I try to give you real, but with yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, Queen, that was wrong, but maybe, you know, got it on next time. But fuck him anyway, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> or you just, give, you just give a look. You're like... Mm. Or just a look. Yeah, I won't say head. it. I'll just, yeah, yeah, but here's the trick, guys. Yeah. Ladies, here's the trick. You ask, you ask back, do you want me my advice? Mm-hmm. Or do you yeah. want me to listen? I can do both, or you get to pick. And like, right. then it just... I have... Like, what That's is it? It's picture. like a yes, real friend, you know, mm-hmm. a real yes friend. Right. Totally. I, I, I totally have started doing that now. And it's even, even when we get uh, listener questions on Instagram, people will send me like a long thing and be like, please tell me what you, or actually they they won't, they'll just be like, what do I do? And then I ask them, I said, do you actually want real advice or are you just venting? Cause I'm, happy to just I don't want to ha- you know have somebody fucking yell at me after yeah and then right. they're like no real talk and I'm like okay well this you know <laughs> because when they when they allow you to do that then like yeah. from my standpoint from the friend that's giving the advice or giving the ear um I have to say like after a few go-arounds like when we take another lap with this friend there's some of those friends with their relationships they're just like Oh, what was me? Ha 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 ha. My life sucks with my relationship. And what do you think? And you're like, okay, well, here's advice. No, but what do you think? And it's just, oh, right. well, it's never going to work out. Ha 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 ha. What do you, it's just like this lap, take another yeah, yeah. lap. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, then I start getting frustrated because right. I feel like I can't help you. I feel yeah. like yes. you're not taking my advice. I feel like maybe my advice sucks. And then that yeah. builds up a frustration happens where it becomes mm-hmm. like, 
you're a slut in the car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And then yeah, yeah. sometimes that can be very damaging with friendships or oh, you don't yeah. like that guy that you're dating. You don't like that other person they're dating and they've never, you know, and then the, the person that's saying, you're like, why didn't you ever tell me it's been two years? I know mm. oh. that one gets tough. And it's just like, do you want my advice? Yeah. And if you put it in their court, at least it's like this open conversation versus like, needing to vent, you know, there's like a needing yeah, to no. vent. There's needing to be uh yes. There's needing to be real. Like both of them mm. should be able to live in this world of kind of dating. Mm. And it is a hard balance, right? What, what have you guys done with friends that don't take the advice? <laughs> like they, and I've been that person on the other side. So I've been the person where I, when I dated bad people, they would all try and I would still end up in my loop, right? Yeah. What do you do with those friends? And then I've been on the receiving end of those friends. Yeah. What, do you ditch them? Do you, you move them it down. out? You just move them down that a tier. That friendship to your cake. You move mm-hmm. them down a tier. You keep, you keep the ladder open so that when they're ready to climb back up and they need you for that again, they're back in there. It's the energy that you give to people. Mm. You, you are, <laughs> we are as adults or maybe we wouldn't have taken this advice in our twenties, but like if, if you, if you can, whenever you're ready to listen to this, you are allowed to filter your energy to everybody Mm -hmm. in your own control. Mm -hmm. And that goes with relationships and that goes with friendships and, and when they both work and intertwine with each other, like we don't have to, we, at least we need to shout it out from the mountains we don't have to give everybody the same amount of energy all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. We are allowed to say, no, thank you. We're allowed to say later, I'll talk to you later, or I need a break. Or there's a girlfriend of mine who um, I, I told Paula this, like candidly, I was like, I can only go out with her for events. Like, let's go get our nails mm-hmm. done. Or why don't you come mm-hmm. to the show with me? Because like anything else, like the venting and the complaining of relationships or sometimes talking down to my husband because she thinks she knows all about relationships and like it, 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 that, that contrast doesn't work. Nice. I want to just love her. Like, I just want to love her because I, I do enjoy her company, but only specifically in these environments. And yes. it's worked out great. Right. Never had that yeah. conversation with her, but I did it for myself versus like just, just completely exiting out of mm-hmm. that friendship that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Aisha, what have you done? How have you dealt with me? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great Girl, question. You that's... make yourself seem you're, you are not that bad. <laughs> 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 Every time um, I came with the new Bruce, Bruce Lee story, come on. That was a I'm just like, oh. <laughs> um, but no, I think, well, for me, a lot of it is when it comes to like the advice, especially, I try not to frame it as you should do this, you should do that, because that seems like I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, this is what, you know, my opinion is this and, you know, take it or leave it, whatever. Um, And what about when somebody comes back over and over with the same thing and they're not getting it? Like, would you ditch that friend or would you hang on? I I haven't ditched any of my friends (laughs) (laughs) who have done this. Um, At a certain point, it'll just turn into more of a venting session and I'll just like listen, yeah. you know, and sort of in the back of my head be like, oh, well, here we go again. Mm. But um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ditch them unless they're like being really harmful. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just realize some people don't just want to vent, right? Even yeah. though they're asking you the mm-hmm. questions, they don't actually want the answers. So in those situations, you just got to sit back and be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I have a girlfriend who just 
only wants to bitch. Like if you go, how was your day? It's always something negative. And I've learned to be mm. like, oh, and I'm, I'm a solution so, yeah. person. So I'll always go, oh, well, why don't you try this? And then it, and it'll always be a, well, I can't do this because of ABC. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I think this person just wants a vent. So then I'm right. like, oh, ugh, that sucks. Yeah. Mm, okay. Exactly. You do it. Ah, mm, damn. But you I know, do you know what else is a great trick on- there? Oh, sorry. I cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, please go ahead. No, I was going to say, what else is a great trick is like, they'll say something. And I, I bet you that in a lot of the complaining that most people do, there is some sort of silver lining. And my job is to find it. I'd be like, but you know what, though? This, this was also in there. And mm-hmm. then I try and flip it just for my yeah. own sake and their sake so they can like actually see some sort of silver lining. And if that doesn't work, then I try and like ease out of the conversation. Right. And yeah. only one time, only one time totally. in my in my entire 30 something years of life <laughs> is uh, have I been faced with like going back to the whole like what you were saying, like do your friendships or do your friends like help you or hurt you in your dating life? It's like I really had a lot of patience with this friend and her spouse um, a lot of patience and it came down to me, uh, and I didn't put us in this position, but, um, I said, listen, if it's going to come down to you having to choose between being my friend mm-hmm. and being with your spouse, I'm going to tell you to choose your spouse. Right. <laughs> mm. And then, and then she chose the spouse because that mm. all actually in the grand scheme of things highlights that there's an issue in that relationship that that spouse cannot make space mm-hmm. for her, his, his wife to have friends, really open friendships and yeah. that she's going to talk to her friends about that relationship mm-hmm. and yeah. that he has a problem with it. Right. Yeah. That's her. That's him trying to like emotionally isolate that relationship. Oh, totally. And that actually, actually, in a way, highlights the real issue. But I've only been in that situation once and it was really heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But I had to let it go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what can you do sometimes? Right. Uh, I think in the dating world, it's very tough because our friends do play a big role. And I mean, are there times or or when, I guess, do friends sort of help or hurt you? Um, mm-hmm. It could be in your experiences or in just in general. What do you guys think? Like, one big thing for me is I do find we tend to project our experience to others. And I've had to really learn to be mindful over the years to be like, well, just because I would do it this way doesn't mean this person would do it this way. Or because this is important to me doesn't mean this is important to them. I have been cheated on multiple times, but I try very hard not to say to somebody, oh my God, he did that? Fucking get the fuck out. Like that's like a red flag. He's doing something. Like I try not to do that because I know my experience isn't everybody else's experience. But there are times that we do that as girlfriends, right? Or guy friends, like as friends. We just will go, because relationships were hard for us, mm-hmm. that we want to support our friend and we go, oh, you know what? Yeah, like fucking guys suck, you know? And then it just becomes this big venting session that feeds a negative narrative. Mm. Do you guys ever find that or has that? You think that there's a balance between being good friends and being a friend that's hurting somebody. Uh, I mean, just recently, uh, I feel like I, I made a big mistake with a friend like um, that was hurtful. 
but I would say like, I hope level one hurtful because she was dating during COVID and Mm -hmm. doing online dating and online like dinners and stuff like that. And, um, I made it all about me and it was, it was Philip and me, my husband and another married couple and her that came from her date. And we was like, it was like our pod at the beginning of COVID. And she, I was like, how'd it go? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, great. I was like, so when we online dated, we did this, 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 and ha ha, I remember that time we did this and I, and then we had the other couple talk and I remember it took me months to realize that I completely like mm. railroaded, railroaded <laughs> her journey that was mm. hers. And she came to sit at the dinner table with us outside. And I, I still need to apologize to her. I should, mm. I need to call her and be like, and she probably, I just remember her just like listening and like, she kind of shrunk the, you know, I realized that she was later that she shrunk, you know? And then like, all of a sudden she was gone. Like she left and we were like us married people. Ha! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> probably drunk. I was probably drunk and like stressed from COVID. I mean, that's my only excuse, but like that, right. I have to say, like, I thought about that later. I was like, I got to check myself next time just because I'm married. Uh, my story isn't the only one at this table, you know, mm. and she came and she's dating still. And like, I did that to her. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like still processing that. Mm-hmm. You know, actually you and I've had like similar uh, discussions about our different uh, experiences as married people too. Cause like, you know, um, there have been times, like, you know, I think early on, I was just like, get Philip to do this, get Philip to do that. You're like, no, I'm, we're not there. You, you can't tell me to do that. We're not there. And I, I was did? like, Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember this in New York. Um, but I wasn't hurt by it. I was just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I made, I made that about what I Mm. know to be true for me instead of where you're at. And then also there's been like times where we talk about how, um, you know, because both my husband and I were in our twenties when we got married and I say, well, I don't know. I don't. And you say something like, well, you guys got married in your twenties. And when, when, you know, I got married in my thirties and we like what we like now. And like, you know what I mean? It's harder to compromise when you're, when you get older, which is true. Mm -hmm. Like we're all in our thirties now we know that. And so like, Mm -hmm. for me, I also really try to stay away from like giving married people advice too, because it's just so different. Yeah. It's just so different. I, I mean, on the, on the flip side of things also, um, my I've, I've also match made people and made a couple of weddings happen. So like, it wow. depends. It just depends. Like it just yeah. depends. And like, if somebody wants to ask me married advice, I actually like get kind of nervous. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, well, do you want to go there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the thing. Like I remember I was, uh, I moved in with my ex and that was, I didn't want to move in together and it was only two and no, three and a half months into us dating. But all my friends were like chirping in my ear, like, no, you just, you know, you're always so like held back, like go with the flow, go with the flow, go with the flow. And even in the beginning of our relationship, like he ended up meeting my family way too soon because they happened to be in town. And my my friends were like, go with the flow, like you're having fun, like stop overthinking this. And I was like, Okay, and like Bolivie might get this, but we're Indian, and like I, you know, we don't. You're not. You don't do that unless yeah. it's like a really. Yeah. And so it kind of sped up the relationship, but obviously, like I didn't want to move in. I got pressured into moving in between him and my friends, and me questioning myself, going maybe, maybe they know something I don't know. Like maybe I am being uptight, and then I moved in. 
worst thing to have done. It blew up in our face. And now I'm in a relationship and I have shut everybody's voice out. Mm. I have been like, I do what I want to do when I want to do it, when I'm ready to do it. And so I've been very mindful now about how much I even tell my friends because I know where they're at in their life or what they think I need Mm. isn't always what I know I need. So are there those balances? Yeah. And what are those balances? Like, Aisha, what is it for you? You're, you're single right now. And like, does it bug you? Like when people say shit or you, is that one of the reasons you are a little, you know, you prefer to keep things a little bit more tight? I think um, a lot of the reasons is, is I kind of know the answer. I just don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know people are going to say, I don't hear it. Um, there's a lot of that. Um, but I definitely do think that's the question. It's like, how much do you reveal, especially about your know, like partnerships and all that stuff? Because I do think it also like paints a picture and you don't want your mm-hmm. friends thinking one thing about this person when you're with, but you're like, oh, but no, this is the whole story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a balancing act and you just have to figure out how much do you want to reveal, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I have to say like the, the one pet peeve um, that I've like had to navigate a lot. And, and, and it's another reason why I think I try to be a little more open book now in my thirties is like, what I hated was that people would assume, cause I, Gabrielle and I are both very type A and like, we're very like checklist to do like get shit done. New Yorkaholics. Like we're very um, result oriented with a lot of things. Um, and we, we tend to uh, accomplish a lot in a, in a day or a week or, you know, with a project we're like, if we don't, we don't enter into things unless we feel like we're going to um, execute and a lot of people would assume for me at least, and I don't, I don't know about your experience on this, but like people would assume the reason why I was able to do that is because, well, it's because she's married and like, he, he like pays the bills and, and he oh. like does it, you know what I mean? Like, he like, they <laughs> like, just, they, yeah, just assume, oh. they just assume <laughs> that like, I'm, I'm accomplishing at a high level because I have a level of support and it completely mm. diminishes what I do for myself mm, and what I bring to the table as far as what he needs as well. Cause like nobody right. asks him how things are going for him. They just see like, you know what I mean? They assume that he has something to do with what I do. But the fact of the matter is, is like, I don't even talk to my spouse about work. Like he rarely knows anything that's going on in my yeah. career. And so like, I really had to like get over my own insecurities in that way. And for what you're sh- saying, Aisha, it's like, you know what people are probably going to say or like what they're thinking maybe. And so like now I tend to like really come at it myself. I just like open book. I say, oh, well, I don't, you know, he doesn't know anything about that because I don't need that from him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't want that to play a part or like people thinking that my relationship is the reason why I'm like somehow settled and and taken care of. And, and of course that obviously like it's, it's a big part of my life, but it's, it, I don't know. I, I just, I, that's my biggest hang up, And I tend to come at it really aggressively if people, if I feel yeah. like people are assuming something about me. <laughs> what do you guys think as we wrap out this episode, what do you think it takes to be, or, or what are the qualities of sort of a good friend 
when it comes to giving, like in in advising somebody in their dating life? What what are some good friend qualities? Asking questions, letting them Asking figure it out. Asking questions is great. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. I, I mean, think a big I mean, one is also not projecting. Like yeah. oh, really, yeah. really trying hard to make sure you're not making your story their story. Mm-hmm. And and your point of view of the world, their point of view of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the less that we can um, – the less that we can make it about us in any situation really yeah. is like helpful. Like whether it's dating or any other type of advice, it's just like, don't make it about me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Then it makes it easier to just ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well guys, this was fun and, and I hope, uh, people have learned a few things about, um, friendships and, uh, how much to say, how much not to say. And basically, like, you don't always have to follow your friend's advice blindly. <laughs> Do what it feels right for you. Um, but also, there's a balance. Maybe your friends are calling you out in a gentle, nice way, and, and there's something to learn from it. Yeah. You can hear You can hear what they have to say without, you know, judging them as well. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like if that's like a that's definitely a big thing. I think a lot of people hold back from telling people what's happening in their life because they're worried about being judged. Mm -hmm. And if you're a good friend, you shouldn't be judging your friend. Mm -hmm. They're your friend. People do dumb shit all the time. (laughs) It's like not that big a deal. We do dumb shit. Mm -hmm. Cares. Yeah. Next time you're mad at your friend, ask yourself how many times have I been annoyed with my boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or whoever for doing the same damn thing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good point. Uh, Guys, you're not totally done. You have something called, we have six questions. We ask every guest the same six questions. Uh, Cool. So we'll start with maybe Balavi give the first answer, Gabrielle, after. Okay. So here are you guys' six questions. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Should we answer this as like a of our romantic partners or like a however you oh, okay, okay. it's like how what what would have generally been like sort of a thing that you would have looked for? What was the first thing you noticed? I have an answer Can about somebody. Yes, teeth, <laughs> teeth. Uh, yeah, smile, teeth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. there. That's so funny. A first thing. That's so funny. That's not what I. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, like there's all the initial there's, thing. Yeah, <gasps> smile and teeth. You do the Aisha clap. and I shoulders, so we get it. Mm. Shoulders, yeah. Yeah, I like a good head of hair. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hair's nice. <laughs> uh, what is one deal breaker? Mama's boy. Mm. <gasps> like in in a in a codependent way. Mm. I can't. I can't do it. if you're not aware of. If you're if you have a, a relationship with your mother where you're listening to her before you listen to me, <laughs> Gabrielle, what's yours? Uh, non-negotiable um, show pony. 
What's that? What do you mean? Oh, show ponies. Fucking show pony guys. They're the ones that are like, look at me, look at me. I'm at the head of the parade. Help me. <laughs> you know, just like such babies. And then and when they're like when they're themselves, they're such little bitches. And then they're like <laughs> so handsome and they're so cute. And they need everyone's attention. And it's just like you gotta share them. I can't, I can't share like that. They're the guys mm. who don't write any words in their dating profile. Their oh pictures God. Are just and enough. they just rely on their teeth. it is the first thing you notice about them so (laughs) um uh what turns you on so much so much (laughs) what turns me on uh be um i mean i'd say acts of service is my love language Mm -hmm. it is the sexiest thing philip made me a dresser in my closet he made it from scratch and he was talking about like the fucking math of the slow closing drawer and I was like this is talking dirty to me (laughs) that's how you had your baby (laughs) had like in the closet closet. (laughs) but like those kind of like acts of service that like I could never give a shit about but it makes my fucking day it's like Mm -hmm. love it take off your pants Mm Yeah, mine is, uh, my love language is words of affirmation. Um, mm-hmm. Just noticing something about me and saying it out loud. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, you're in. <laughs> like inside me? Sure. Yes, get inside <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Uh, I'm impatient. I snap. Mm. <laughs> And strength? Yeah, what's your strength? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually it. like I I'm I feel like I'm just a, I'm a very like giving I I'm a caretaker like I will mm. I think I'm pretty good about knowing what will make somebody feel good and then do that for them. I think um, a strength of mine is um, I'm an accountability person mm-hmm. in my relationships, and that's also my weakness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm a little too honest. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is love? Love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Love is a lot of work, and it's worth it. Uh, love is respect. Love is, um, man, it's, uh, it's, otherworldly <laughs> as well. I also want to say love is accountable. Lo- love yes. is accountability. It is. It's a lot of accountability. I love that. Mm-hmm. And last one, b- besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Three words. <laughs> uh, do your thing. Oh, good one. What would I want to tell you? Um, Great job, babe. <laughs> yes. Like, I will go up to Phil and be like, look what I'm the youngest sibling on my side. He's the oldest sibling on his side. So it makes wow. complete sense. I'm just like, look at me. He's like, great job, babe. And I'm like, that's all I want to fucking hear. I basically set him up for it. I'm like, right. it is. Say great job. Like, give me a high five. <laughs> yes. Well, great job, babes. Because <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, <laughs> How can everyone find you guys and your podcast? Oh, we're on all the platforms, you know, like 15, 16 different places you can listen to podcasts, right? Um, so at WAF Podcast, W-A-F-F 
podcast um, dot com at everywhere. It's all the same. Yeah, we have a lot of great uh, guest friends. We call them guest friends, as well as we're closing the um, the season out because I'm kind of on maternity leave, ending mm. out the season with uh, Kat Hennessy, who's fantastic and. You guys are going to wrap it up. We always have live shows. We've been doing some clubhouse moments. Yes. Yeah. Last month we had a really great live show on our Patreon channel. So that's where I would really encourage people to really like go um, hard on the WAF podcast is once a month we do a live show. Last month we had Mortal Kombat's Ludi Lin and he helped us raise Mm -hmm. money for India COVID relief. So that was really nice. Nice. Um, But yeah, those live shows are are pretty premier. Priyanka, the drag race winner from Canada. She was um, in in April. She's amazing yes. love. <laughs> i love um, that so well cool. guys we're also going to have all the links in the description of this episode so please make sure you follow what our friends for podcast yay come be our so friend much. come be, be our friend, friend. yes <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us on the show uh friends we are also on social media we're at kind of dating across the board aisha where are you at I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, we would appreciate it. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. And Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.